0: Happy Friday, everyone. My name is Elle, and this is Foster Friday. If you tuned into our last episode, then you may recall that about two weeks ago, we received our very first placement. On a Tuesday, just before midnight, we had two littles dropped off, a three-year-old boy and a 10-week-old girl. And uh, they showed up with very little. They had a couple diapers, a few pairs of PJs, and about a quarter of a can of formula. And that's pretty much it. Um, The CPIs who dropped them off handed us their red folders, and they were very, very quick to leave. Um, I got to tell you, the first few days were actually very, very stressful. Um, I think I cried every day for the first week. Just uh, my anxiety just got the best of me. I mean, it's it's a lot. Um, we went the first few days without hearing from absolutely anyone from the agency. Um, didn't really have any information on either kid or their situation, and it was it was very very scary. I think the uh, our case may have fallen through the cracks a little bit with it being summertime. It seems as though everybody that we have dealt with has abandoned midship and gone on vacation. Everybody from our CPI to the therapist to our caseworker has just vanished. And speaking of caseworker, we didn't even get our first caseworker until like 10 days into everything. So we were dealing with a couple different CPIs because everybody was, you know, taking advantage of the summer. So um, on Friday... We had our first visitation. It was with DCF, and it was a supervised visit. And uh, we texted our temporary CBI and um, let them know that we were in the parking lot. It was a very guarded situation. Um, we were asked to arrive you know, a little bit early. We were to text them when we got there. Somebody met us at the elevators, and we were taken through. Um, a special entrance, and then we actually had to exit the building using an alternate route because the bio parents were in the waiting room and would spot us, and um, it was like this huge covert mission, and despite that, we actually ended up running into the bio parents anyway, but um, luckily, they didn't know who we were, that we just happened to be, you know, two chicks leaving the office, and uh, the visit lasted, you know, an hour and a half. It was a supervised visit. We were able to go enjoy a quick anniversary dinner while we waited for the kids to be done with the visit. And, oh my gosh, you guys, when we picked them up, um, our three-year-old, and there's actually an older sibling who's seven who is placed in a different home. But um, little boy and the seven-year-old were literally running down the hallway at DCF's building, like, fast as they can, full speed, completely jacked up on sugar and it was (laughs) it was quite interesting um we had never seen him like that because he's always been so calm and you know collected and i guess you know he was just running on all the emotions from the visit with the bio parents and all the sugar that they you know poured into his system um but uh we the parents actually leave the visit first and then we were to text when we were in the driveway and um, they told us when the parents were gone. And after the parents had left the parking lot, then we were allowed to go up and pick them up. So again, it was all very secret and hush hush. We actually have three visits under our belt now. And each time um, he comes back from those visits, he is just an emotional wreck. I mean, it's just like he's been torn away from them all over again and it's just absolutely devastating to see you know, all of his raw emotions coming out. And he's actually mentally and physically exhausted when we pick him up too. He, uh, the last two visits, he's crashed. I mean, before we even made it home, he was sleeping and he sleep for like two hours. Um, you know, he's going through a lot and it's got to be difficult. I can only imagine what he's going through right now. Um, now that we have a caseworker, um, our visits have switched from DCF to their facility And um, they're still supervised. And from what I'm told, there is somebody in the room with them actually typing up all of the conversation that's happening. And, you know, shout out to the bio parents because they are showing up on time, you know, for the visits. And they are spending time with the kids, which is fantastic. Hopefully they're doing what they need to do on their case plan. Uh, We don't really know what that looks like or what the expectations are. We just know at this point that they're going to visitation. The visitations won't always be this secretive. They're just kind of waiting for the bio mom to calm down a little bit. Um, She's not really ready to meet us, and that's okay. Um, After their first week with us, we printed off some pictures of things that we had done and wrote mom a note just kind of filling her in on our week and letting her know that her littles are in good hands while they're with us and to let them know that they love them and they miss them and... Uh, we just kind of left it at that. So I'm sure we will meet at some point. We just haven't quite yet. With everybody going on vacation and everything, it's been really hard to kind of get any help from the agency. We have found one person who is absolutely awesome, and she responds to our texts right away, and she's really she's a, like good at getting answers for us, and she has been a tremendous help. And um, she's helping us with our daycare voucher because we still don't have that yet. And um, she's actually trying to help us with our therapist. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. Last Friday we had four appointments. Let me just say that actually last week we had something scheduled every single day. Um, and then Friday there were four different appointments. The kids had visitation. We had somebody coming from family support services to talk to us and check in. We had a guardian ad litem that was supposed to come. And we also had a therapist who was going to come. And the, the visitation, um, the caseworker had to take the kids to visitation because we were meeting with a person from family support services. And um, she actually ended up being an hour and a half late. The guardian ad litem was a no show, didn't call or text or anything. We still haven't heard from her. And the therapist canceled on us. Uh, at last minute it was actually 15 minutes into the appointment time after she had already been late. She she texted and said she got caught up in something. So unfortunately, like, again, it just seems like everything's falling through the through the cracks. And luckily, we do have this one person who is helping us out and trying her damnedest to get us everything that we need. Um, you know, the little boy's behavior has declined some Um Apparently he has quite the potty mouth and, you know, he's name calling and he's cussing and he's throwing fits and he, he's just acting out all these emotions that he has. And it's, it's totally normal, but you know, he needs somebody to talk to and we're trying our damnedest to get a therapist in here, but we're, we're having a hard time with that. So uh, we're working with somebody now uh, to see if we can get an appointment, but I mean, I just feel ba- it's not even about us though at this point. You know, it's not that this journey has been hard for us at this point because no matter how difficult or challenging it has been for us, it's got to be a thousand times more challenging for a little boy. You know, baby girl doesn't really know what's going on at 10 weeks, but this little guy is acting out for a reason and it's only going to get worse if you know these people don't get it together and get the help that he needs you know, it's, it's not us that we feel bad for. It's, it's all about him. And, you know, he's just, he needs some consistency and some normalcy. And we're trying to give him that, but <laughs> we're having a really, really hard time. And our caseworker, she's like 12 years old. You know, she just graduated from college. And anytime we ask her a question, she doesn't know the answer. She has to ask her supervisor and we don't necessarily hear back from her, um, which is actually where the person from fss has stepped in and she's gone above the caseworker's head and has gotten in contact with her our caseworker's boss and like listen you know we need answers we need a child care voucher um because actually we're paying out of pocket right now for daycare and um you know we have to pay for a whole week whether or not he's there and like today he's out with a fever last Friday when we had those four appointments, he had to be out and it ended up being completely unnecessary because the appointments all canceled. So we're paying out of pocket for services that we're not even really being able to use because everybody else is kind of like screwing us over at this point. Um, I know it sounds like I'm complaining. There are positives to this for sure. I mean, it definitely is rewarding. It's just, it's frustrating at the same time. I can honestly see why most people that are involved in foster care are stay at home parents, just because, I mean, I don't know how in the world we would have been able to go through these last you know, two weeks with me working full time. You know, I mean, I can't just take off to be stood up for all these appointments. So it's, it's lucky that I'm off for the summer as a teacher. I don't I don't know how people are able to function in the real world and have like actual jobs and do this because it's a lot. You know, it, it takes a lot of time and energy and we're tired, but we're trudging through and we're doing what's best for the kids because in the end, it, that's what this is all about. Anyway, I'll stop complaining now. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. Next week, hopefully, we'll have some good news for you about that daycare voucher and the therapy visits. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.